Awaken your alpha, woman. What is essential to your alignment? With Red and Sabrina. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. New weekly Awaken Your Alpha Woman show to be released every Monday on top of our regular Thursday show. Let us know if this is something you want more of through sharing, subscribing, and leaving us a review. This format will initially run for a few months while I see if the right host is ready to take over the show and how it is received by you, the listeners. Please do reach out, share, and let me know what you think. But let's dive into this one. This is powerful stuff. All right, Awakening Round for women out there and men. Let's dive into this one. And I've got some absolutely stunning, impressive, awesome alpha women coming for you every week, every Monday for the foreseeable future. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership podcast that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tows and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk, Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon. This episode is sponsored by Lisa Skinner, best-selling author of Not All Who Wander Need Be Lost. If you're having a difficult time dealing with a friend or family member who's experiencing Alzheimer's disease, then head over to Lisa's blog and her Facebook group by the same name, Not All Who Wander Need Be Lost. Join that group, get in there, ask the questions you need, get the support, and go from there. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week we have Sabrina and Red on the line. They are the co-founders of Alignment Essentials. Alignment Essentials is a health and wellness company spanning the fitness, self-improvement, and mindfulness spaces. We're going to be talking about balance, joy, and all things alignment. And I've met them a few times. They're a lot of fun. You guys, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Silly question. Oh, hell yeah. We're ready. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight from that pretty brief introduction? What are you guys all about at the moment? We're really all about helping people live in as much joy as possible and just particularly right now, diminishing fear. I want to dive straight into your origins. How are you two together collectively? Where are you both from individually or collectively? You tell me where it makes sense to overlap the stories. Red, we'll start with you. Where are you originally from and where are you both speaking to us from today? I grew up about 20 minutes away from here, but spent my summers right where we are. And uh, we're in Pennsylvania in the U.S. So uh, beautiful way out in the country, really quiet. We're able to move around, you know, a lot of free space here. It's been a really, really fun journey, but it's interesting, you know, how sometimes you just make a big circle and end up where you started. And that's yes. really kind of how it worked for me. And I couldn't be happier to be where I am now. Really, really Thanks. comfortable here. And Sabrina and I met in New York. Let her tell you a little bit about where she's from and what her story is. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm from New York City. Um, grew up then in the suburbs right outside the city. I went to school in St. Louis, Missouri. And from the second I got there, I knew I was not a city girl. Like I've always been in the city. I'm very comfortable in the city, but I'm way more comfortable in the country. <laughs> yeah, I met Jenny um, maybe at this point seven-ish years ago. We've been doing retreats here exactly where we are at this location. It's a ranch that we're at in oh, Pennsylvania. Nice. It's always good to live in a location where you can actually do retreats. That's a good, that's a good sign. That's a very it's awesome. good thing. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we started doing our retreats here about five years ago. 
And what is Alignment Essentials all about? I know we kind of talked about joy and different things, and I mentioned it in the introduction. Talk to us a bit about Alignment Essentials, and you've got your retreats, you've got some active wear on the go. Just talk us a little bit about the, the company that you founded together. Sure. So Alignment Essentials is really, uh, like most companies, a product of many different experiences. I've been working in this field for a very long time in wellness in the capacity of spirituality as far as physicality, you know, ton of work in the straight fitness industry, uh, in the performance industry, all those kinds of things really do mesh more than a lot of people realize. We really wanted it to be a, a very well-rounded company that would really encourage people to find a process that they could really use a practice so we've created a lot of tools that provide people with those processes so that they can live more in alignment, more in balance, regardless of where they're from, what's going on in their life. They can step into that journey wherever they are, and then they have those tools that will take them along the road. Kind of think of the tools as the essentials. Ah. So all these tools that we offer, if you have this whole toolbox to use, leading to this process that, that Reg just talked about as the way for people to live in alignment. Well, talking about living in alignment, for both of you, and again, I don't know my mind who goes first, in terms of your awakening, your alpha moment, where you feel like, actually, this is the path, this is the direction I'm going to go, and you feel like it's all starting to live in alignment. Can you think of any other situations when you felt like that happened for you? There may be several, there may be a key one that jumps to your mind when someone asks you a question like this. You know, for me, I would have to say, honestly, Adam, it started when I was very, very young. I'm four or five years old. I just had a very connected spirit. You know, I just knew that life was supposed to be good for me and whatever journey I went on, it would be part that I do. Now, of course, as I've moved through my life, I'm 58 now, there's been some total awakenings, if you will, like big ones. Um, to, that would have guided me in different directions. Um, you know, one, for example, would be my gift as an artist, you know, when it comes to music and dance and performance and just acknowledging that and waking up to that. One would be, you know, waking up in the hospital and having had a car accident that basically left me disabled. That'll wake you up. You know, so there, we all have those stories, right? All of those moments that are aha moments. And you, you just have to keep moving through all of those awakenings. And you talk about that a lot on many of your podcasts. And Sabrina, what about yourself? When did you felt like you kind of like, this is the route I'm going to go? And then I will ask collectively the, the story of you two getting together. But first, individually, uh, Sabrina. I grew up, you know, in a different environment than Red did. I grew up with a different religion, different spirituality practices. But I, I also kind of have always been living this way my whole life where it's, I've just always been very open to opportunities and kind of whatever happens, even if it's something that most people would say is really bad, I can see, you know, find some silver lining in it or learn something from it or see a reason. And it always comes back later. And it's like, oh, that's exactly why that happened because it gave me this huge opportunity. Did you both want to be in kind of health and wellness and fitness when you was growing up? Is that something that always thought that's the path for you as well? I always wanted to, to either be a teacher or um, a, a therapist, yeah. but then I went on and went to law school. So that's how I met Jani. So it all made sense. It was never like I didn't want to be there. Yeah. But then when we met and started doing this, you know, there could be one example of one of those awakened moments where it's, of course, this was kind of always in the background. And I went yeah. to school for this and had this interest and did all this stuff. And then we meet and it's, 
it's like that quote, you know, it's like um, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So you just, all these things that you have in your life, they're always preparing you for something if you are open to it and yeah. kind of looking for it. So did you finish law school? What were you, what were you doing after I that? did. I was actually a corporate lawyer in New York see, this City. Is, see, this is, I'm digging, I'm finding it, I'm finding it. So it's definitely, in my book, it's definitely an awake moment when you're sitting there, corporate lawyers, fun or not fun, whatever you want to see on your perspective, they earn a fair bit of money or whatever, you know, that, and you've done a lot of training to get there. It takes balls, lady balls, whatever you want to call them, to say, <laughs> actually, I'm moving away from that because I'm not aligned as well as I am with this direction. Fair play, because a lot of people, whether that, you know, they've made their bed and they're like, ooh, I've got to do this because I've done all this training and this is, I'm kind of pinned myself in this box. So fair play. Right. And, and moving on, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people in health, fitness, wellness. You know, you guys are different in some ways and then you're very similar in some ways. I mean, you, you know, Red, you said you're 58. I mean, Sabrina, how old are you? 38. 38. Okay. Both, it's hard to pin your ages as well, number one. that they, People can't see this on the podcast. Oh, we really <laughs> like you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> You just have to trust me if you listen to the audio. <laughs> so what, what was it? Because I love these stories when I, you know, people have been working together for a long time and they're just like, well, this is, this is how it happened. I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction, but uh, I was actually in the process of trying to transition out of a job that I had working for another company that I'd helped to bring uh, up from the ground. You know, I started at the ground floor with them and, and worked with them for 10 or 12 years. And and I worked in entertainment before I transitioned full-time into fitness. So I really did just about everything there was to do in fitness. I did miss the personal connection that I had with people in entertainment, you know, that ability to uh, help people just kind of quiet their mind. You know, they come in to see a show and they just don't think about anything during that time. Yeah. You know, they just let go. They just get sucked into what, you know, the performance, the story, whatever is happening. And they just... Forget about all their worries, their cares, that kind of thing. So when you say entertainment, what sort of shows were you involved in? Well, I was kind of a Las Vegas showgirl, Adam. (laughs) So my husband and I did something called Adagio. We did all the overhead tricks and lifts. And I had a great career. My husband and I had a really successful career. I was really satisfied. I worked till I was about 35 full time. And in that industry, that's pretty old you know, physically. And I was already a personal trainer. I already had a de- gone for my education in nutrition. And, and so the transition to fitness was very, very easy and natural for me. Was able to create a lot of opportunities for myself. And again, did really well when I was about to make that exit um, from that company. I was actually pitching them to pick up my, my brand. I had developed a brand on my own Yep. Um, movement concept, all of it. I'd already started doing that along with a little bit of the moving meditation that we offer and people were really liking it. So I pitched them, they weren't interested, which was perfectly fine. You know, uh, they basically tried to steal my intellectual property. I went through a ton of legal stuff. Well, at least that's a good sign that they tried to steal it. it must be worth stealing. I, I consider it a compliment. <laughs> when I left, they were the largest brand in the industry. So they had a lot of money. Yeah. And um, I really couldn't push against that. So mm-hmm. that was a huge uh, battle for me. I worked, I'd saved all this money. I was pretty much set uh, for retirement and it just all got sucked into legal fees and things like that. Oh, so that's tough. I was, yeah, it, yeah, it's tough. Anybody who's been successful in any capacity goes through those kinds of things to some degree. 
And um, it's very challenging, particularly when you're a creative person. I was literally in my house, pretty much at the bottom of the bed, and I was having a conversation with a best friend. And I said, you know, it'd just be so great if I knew a lawyer that I could just ask a few questions without being charged a gazillion dollars. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> so, it's important there. to mention you're a lawyer. There we go. <laughs> And this is where it's just kind of like the universe, the whatever you want to call it, but the couple of questions that she really wanted to ask a lawyer happened to be, you know, literally what I did. It was kind of just magic from right yeah. when we met and then we started working together. Well, I was going to say, Sabrina, was that a tough decision? Because obviously you've got the kind of quite safe and steady scenario that you train for as well in terms of being a lawyer. Was that a tough decision to kind of move forwards in this uh, Well, leaving the law firm, yeah, was a really, it was a really big decision. I don't think it was tough necessarily in the end because this is exactly what I, you know, feel yeah. in my heart I want to be doing. But um, I mean, there was no hesitation. I was a mergers and acquisitions lawyer. So I did have experience reading contracts and like understand, which is, hugely valuable in what we do now. So like, the, I don't think there's a minute of law school or any of that practice that was wasted yeah. in what we're doing now. Red's husband, Johnny, he's, he's the coolest guy, but he's from the Bahamas and he's got a little bit of an accent. Like he doesn't talk that much on these calls, you know, he was kind of <laughs> just on mute listening. Yeah. And we got to one point and he said, well, you have to represent us. And I was like, you know, I, I can't do that. I could, I'm happy to help you. I'm happy yeah. to put you in touch with someone. And he never talked on the calls and he's like, it has to be you. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, okay then. I'm sure your <laughs> listeners can relate. Yeah. I mean, it's when you get to those points in your life, when you just feel like you can't trust anybody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the flip, when you find someone you feel like I this is the person as well. Right. That is, that is awesome. You know, it's really inspiring to hear these moments happen, I think, for everyone. And sometimes people are just shut off to it and they just think, oh, that was, that was nice. So that was interesting. And they just carry on just plodding along with whatever they're doing. But it's important. I love the way you guys have run with this. And now shifting over to alignment essentials. We did mention the toolkits. What are some of the essential tools, in your opinion, things that you think are helpful when someone's trying to get more aligned? A complete game changer for people and having an actual daily practice, something that takes them, you know, 15, 10 to 15 minutes a couple times a day to start to really pay attention to their patterns, you know, what's working, what isn't. And it's a process. This is not, you know, I think anybody that says, you know, you can do this quickly is not keeping it very real, if you will, because we all have our histories, we all have our stories, we have the reality that we're living in right now that appears to be very real to us. And so we need a process that we can begin to really think about what is it that we want? You know, what do we want our lives to look like? And for so many people, particularly in the States, because of the type of lifestyle that we've been led to believe we need to lead, you know, which is fast and furious and you need a lot of stuff and you've got to go fast, you can't sit down to eat, you got to, you know, it's just like crazy. There's no there's no breaks, there's no rest, there's no peace. It's just, it's, it's kind of insane really, particularly when you compare it to the lifestyles in other places in the world. And so people need that step-by-step. -step. We have something called moving meditations. I was gonna ask about the moving meditations. That's the sort of stuff as well that I've caught you to in the gym early in the mornings. Yes, and I, I joined in a little bit on the side. 
you know, if I was invited, I just, it looks very inviting and I just, on the treadmill because treadmills bore me in general, but not the way you guys do them. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, talk to us about the moving meditations and, and why someone might want to do that or include a version of that or the version into their toolkit. Yeah, moving meditations were really something uh, that I created out of the out of a personal need. I didn't find it easy when I was younger to just sit and be still and meditate. So I discovered meditation on my bike. I would get on my bike, you know, like after church on a Sunday or, you know, where whenever. I, I got on my bike a lot. It was my therapy. And I'd just get on my bike. I'd hit the trail. I'd have no intention where I was going, how long I was going to be gone. I'd just go. And uh, it wasn't a race. It was just a ride. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't training during that time. I just wanted to be outside, get some fresh air and quiet my mind. So that was when I realized that when I was on my bike one day, you know, I, I left and it was one of those days where I was probably gone three hours uh, and I found myself in my driveway. I was back and I don't really remember what I thought about. I didn't, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes I had thoughts going and then it was just, I just checked out. And I was like, this is the meditation that I've been looking for, you know, just to quiet my mind, stop the noise, stop the madness, if you will. And so that idea of, you know, we can meditate whatever way works for us is really empowering. And music has always had a huge place in my life. So I wanted to incorporate that energy of music. So they, it's movement set to music based on an emotion or a feeling. So there's moving meditations for joy, frustration, anger, resilience, survival. I mean, there's, we have 40 plus moving meditations. And so whenever you're in a place of, let's say, frustration, you can just reach for that moving meditation at any time and do it. And it's two or three minutes of your time and it really will help you shift, particularly over time. The way other side of that is for many of us, when great things happen, good things, fun things celebration, you know, those things happen. We don't sit in them as long as we sit in the stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. Right. We get stuck in what's not working. Not, I mean, how many people do you meet? And they're like, I just have so much joy in my life. I can't stand it. Get out. Like, but you meet people all the time that are like so frustrated and they've been frustrated in their marriage, their job for years. Right. I've been there. Like I get it. So how do we shift out of that? How do we, move from that. It's real. It's happening. We can't just, you know, oh, get over it. Be more optimistic. I would just want to punch somebody in the throat if they said that to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, this is my reality. This is what I'm dealing with. So these, this practice of using them really helps you to shift more into where you want to be and less of where you don't want to be. And when you're celebrating something, like sit in it, you know, don't blow it off. To give you a, a, you and your listeners maybe a little more of a tangible understanding of like what what actually is this like how does it work? So you saw us in the gym one day, you know, doing it. You might have thought, oh, maybe they're just making that up, or what is that choreographed movement? You know, what is that? So moving meditations are actually videos on our website, so you don't have to make anything up. The music is set, the movement is all set, and the idea, if you kind of think of how Jenny created them. She's on this bike route, does the same route, you know, probably every day. Like you, we have these habits, these things. Maybe you walk the same trail every day, or maybe you drive the, you know, we don't, wouldn't recommend 
complete checkout meditation <laughs> while you're driving, <laughs> but maybe you maybe that experience has happened to you on a drive or you know just anything that you do as a as a habit like over and over the same physical movement, the same thing is going on around you, that's where your body can get to that point of like just going into whatever mode it is that you connect it to. So moving meditations if you practice, it's the same movement every time. So let's take the moving meditation for uh, celebration, right? Or uh, appreciation is I a good one. I going to say celibacy then. No, no. No, appreciation. All right, appreciation. So, so in our course, we, we a lot of times recommend starting with appreciation because it's an easy one for everyone to understand and relate to. So think of something, anything that you appreciate. It can be totally little, it can be huge, you know, whatever it is that you appreciate. You wanna really feel that feeling when you do the moving meditation because you're gonna start to connect the movement and the music to that feeling. Because it's the same song every time, it's the same movement every time. If you start doing that every single morning, the very first thing when you wake up, before any other thoughts come into your head, before you enter the day, that, starts that mind-body connection. Instantly, you feel that shift and they'll feel appreciation because they've been tying that music and movement to the emotion every day for however long it is. What do you do, Adam? Yeah. What do you do? What, you, you swim, do you? Oh no, I go for, um, so at the moment, well, I've been doing a lot of paddle boarding. I love paddle boarding. I mean, we've got the Great Lakes here, so talk about you just zone out. It's very repetitive yeah. and just, yeah, same thing. And sometimes I have some music playing, sometimes I don't. Um, yeah, but generally um, when, we're, when paddleboard is not an option, yeah, I, a lot of times I walk to the gym and there's a street I turn onto and exactly what you say, that's my moving meditation. I do kind of like the classic, you know, four breaths, walk and breathe kind of maneuver. When I turn onto this street, it's like a, it's like a tunnel. It's a long straight street. It's about a 10 minute walk. But I literally, I remember, I always can sort of remember getting onto that street and then, I just, I just zone out. And 10 minutes later, I'm at the gym or whatever. I love it. No, no offense to Americans, but they like to drive a lot of places. And like, right. I do get a lot of, when I first moved here, they thought I was the drunk Englishman because I walked everywhere. So they thought I had yeah. a DUI because <laughs> right. I was walking. But um, yeah, no, and people, have, a lot of times people are like, oh, do you want to lift? I'm like, no. But especially that, like, there's an intentional addition of like, 20 30 minutes of you know getting to the gym and getting back specifically getting to it I, I love to go for a you know a walk and just zone out and i go i a lot of times in, in this time of year when there's not snow i jump on the bike same sort of thing i really relate it to when you say i jump mm -hmm. on the bike and I, I really like not having a plan of where i'm going i just yeah i feel like forrest gump i just go you're in a good space you're 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 actually giving yourself a few minutes this is something that for a lot of people, they're like, I, I just don't have time. I got to go. You don't yeah. understand. No, I love that. the thought of a mental break. Uh, you know, yeah. I think yeah, if you say some, to some people on oh, meditation, they're like, oh no, no yeah. more work and stuff like that. But if you say, hey, yeah. a bit of peace and quiet, everyone's like, yeah. oh yeah, I can do a bit more peace and quiet. Just a mental break. If you're like creative and your mind's always going on stuff and you're always excited about stuff, you know, even you do still need a break. Recovery is, you know, more important than what you're doing. So important. And so often we catch ourselves thinking about stuff that we don't really need to be thinking about or really want to be thinking about. We'll be going on, you know, about our day and we're in a good place and we're doing what we need to do. And then all of a sudden we're like, why am I thinking about that crap? You know, where did that come from? I don't even, I wasn't even thinking about that. I haven't thought about that person or that situation in months, years, decades, whatever. But 
you're, it's just there. And then you're like, ugh, <laughs> you know, like, so it's, it's that idea that it just seems so simple that you're, you're telling me if I go for a walk, like I can shift all that. It's like, actually, yeah, you really can. It just seems so simple, but it's the consistency yeah. of what you do. Like you have that pattern when you're going to the gym, you look forward to that pattern because you know it sets you up for success. Yeah, we've also got, we live on a, a kind of a dead end loop kind of street. It's like an, uh, an athletics track is what it looks like from, the, from satellite or above bird's eye view. And a lot of times we walk the loop and it's one of the things, you, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't even know how many loops you've walked and you can still say, and like, and that's good for us because obviously we've got um, kids and stuff. But so we, you know, if we can't go, we start doing it if we can't go for a massive walk or they're at home or whatever it is. But this, we just walk the loop and the boys every morning we do a, you know, about first thing before they do anything with the, we let them have breakfast first, <laughs> but yeah. we, we do a, a loop on their bikes as well. Same sort of thing. And they just get into their routines and yeah, they, I'm sure they zone out as well, but as yeah, they just do it about thinking, have a little chat. But how great, because you're empowering them to just get out and move. They feel better instantly. They're like, well, of course, let's go outside, right? Whereas adults, sometimes we have to justify taking the time. Yeah. Like, I just can't take that yeah. time. And, we've got, and I we've, love yeah. the concept of the loop. Yeah, the loop. And we've got more, we've got and a lot I of love times, that. sometimes, sometimes as well, they're like, if they really like, if they're not up for it or they just want to get back and do something inside, they're like, they just like, they blast off think, trying to get it over, which is not the point. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you go as fast awesome. as slow as you want. I said, we're just going to be outside for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, that changes it. Cause it used to be like a race, like get out and get back. And then we're like, right. no, if, so if you want to race around, that's fine. And then you can play around on the driveway or whatever, or we're just going to be doing the loop. Like, there, there, no it's end. so true though, because the loop to me, it really kind of represents, you know, the thought patterns. So if you're constantly in this loop of the same thought patterns, they just won't go away. You can't get over the asshole you had to divorce or the, you know, whatever the, yeah. the, the boss that fired you, that it wasn't fair or like, you're just in that loop, you know, and it just keeps replaying and replaying and replaying. You got to hit restart. Yeah. Like at some point you're going to get fed up with those thoughts and go, okay, enough is enough. I got to make some kind of change. So you just have to disrupt that loop. You know, you yeah. just have to get in there and change the direction. So, you know, you always go in the same Ooh. direction with your kids and then you're like, we're going the other way today. Yeah. Like, I like that as well. I always thought, yeah, <laughs> going different directions, doing half a loop and coming back. That really froze what? them off. But yeah. God, the loop is getting deep. I like the loop because we yeah, the, like the loop is the thing in our house. But also, I like the uh, the metaphor of a loop as well because if that's life, you don't just run through it trying to get through it as quick as possible. Go the yeah. other way, yeah. Just just yeah. hang out, just be present as well because that's the other thing that, that I noticed that when they're really just like because once or twice, Dylan, my oldest, he would literally just be off, pyong, and just just, just getting back as quick as he can because he want, like not, it's almost to get it over. So it kind of missed the point of being out yeah. there. It was just like, Ur. and a lot of times, sometimes we went for family bike rides, the same sort of thing. And he would just blast it so he could get back quick. And we're like, you didn't go on a family bike ride. You, you were off. You were on a mission. Yeah. So, yeah, we had to tweak that. But also, well, we're going to start to wrap it up now with the alpha round. And we touched on some alignment essentials or an essential there. And I want to talk about your, your what do you think are some of the alignment essentials, some habits? We talked about daily habits there within yours i know a workout moving meditation is there anything else that you think is essentially if someone's just not feeling aligned yeah it's really crucial that we are able to just be still for a minute like the idea that doing nothing is very much doing something so start somewhere 
And I think starting with that moving meditation practice in the morning, that's their choice. It's their journey. But I think it's so absolute key. And I'm sure you've found this to be true too. It takes us all as long as it takes us. But that, that ritual in the morning, whatever that is, it could be sit and pet your cat and have a cup of tea for five minutes. Get up a little bit earlier than the kids. This doesn't need to be complicated. But there's got to be a moment of peace. Yeah. Before we go running into our day like crazy people, we are going to attract more chaos if we go move into our day chaotically. Let's say you really don't, maybe you don't hate what you're doing, but you don't love what you're doing. Like you don't feel like it's really fulfilling. Yeah, something's going to give. You're not aligned. It's, 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 it's days like, are numbered, we hope. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of going through the day. If you begin that morning practice and you do that consistently in a very short period of time, we promise you you're going to start to attract a different experience. Yeah. I mean, it's just law. Oh, this oh I've got a good one. I know this is, I want to just add, because I think you guys will appreciate this one. The, the computer is actually propped up on it. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's book, Total Recall. And Total I just recall. remember, whenever I look at that book, and it just reminds me of what you're talking about, because you know, current situations doesn't have to be your final situation of your current environment, I should say. And I was in a, uh, I was teaching at a college up in Coulson. It's quite a urban, uh, it was, it, there were a lot, many aspects that I was like, this is not a long-term thing. Um, I was the basketball coach as well. That was the bit I loved. It's quite a tough inner city college. Um, they had metal detectors, which is a lot for England. You know, we don't have guns, so it's more for knives and stuff. Anyway, I digress. So in the morning, this drive, lots of traffic into the M25, not a nice drive into London. Started to love that going to work because there was a coffee shop, really urban, not a nice area. So you had to get past the traffic at a certain time. Otherwise, it would take you hours and hours. So I would beat the traffic a little bit, take my massive Arnold biography and just have that moment of quiet in this. And it was like, literally, it was a horrible position for this coffee shop because it was literally on a main road, just cars whizzing by, more like a truck stop. But I'd be in there, get my little coffee, just that bit of quiet, reading, you know, obviously about inspiration, about, I'm a big fan and just reading that and just thinking, and I was aware even then, this current environment I'm in is not, this is not where I'm going to end up, but also it was uh, very inspirational. But and also switches what was something I wasn't massively looking forward to to actually like oh I'm looking forward to get up, go to work, and it may have been 10, 15 minutes easy to do, easy not to do, but it just completely changed everything. And you know that wasn't a situation that I was in for particularly a long time, but I made the the most of it, and I I did enjoy aspects of it. It's so cool because you know really what you you could have sat and had that time at home. And then dealt with the traffic because, you know, I don't want to leave home until I have to because I'm not you know, that excited about going to work. It's okay kind of thing. But because you just made that choice, you changed your environment completely. And sometimes that's all it takes mm. is just a little bit of a change in that environment to clear your mind a little bit so you can just see things from a different perspective and that's a great book. <laughs> yeah, and incorporate it into your daily life. I'm reading the stories of, you know, Arnold when he had to do his national service, sneaking his dumbbells into his tank. Even his tank yeah, duty started at 5 a.m. So he'd get up at 4 a.m. and do his dumbbells. And I'm just like, yeah, he, that's a tough scenario. You know, I think I can go and sit in this coffee shop and <laughs> have a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, suck it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, for you guys, were there any impactful books that you read along the journey that just saw the right kind of message you wanted to read? Or just an all-time favorite book? So many. One each, so one each, because there's two of you, so. One from when I was little. I don't even remember the name. It wasn't A Wrinkle in Time. It was the one that had the quote about, sometimes you have to know darkness to appreciate the light. And I read that, I was like, 
probably like eight years old or nine. <laughs> I don't know. We were reading it in school, but I remember that line and I had never learned, you know, law of attraction or really anything like that up to that point. And I just read that line and I was like, whoa, the darker it is, the more you see the light. Like you have to have this darkness to really appreciate light and brightness. And then didn't even think of it for like years. And when I met Jannie and at some event we were at, she said, you know, you got to know hot to know cold. You got to know light to know dark. And that, that quote came back to me. I had written it down in a notebook and I just, I looked at the quote for like years, didn't even really understand it. I just was like, okay, there, you have to like, that makes total sense on those super, super dark nights. The skies are the brightest, you know? Books have just been a big deal in my life. But the one that just came to my head first is, so I'm just going to say that would be The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Oh. Just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's just a classic. I probably bought 40 copies of that book because I would give it as gifts. It's, it's huge. Anyone who's being creative and think writing a book, it's just, it just it makes so much real. sense. Yes. <laughs> Slay the dragon. The resistance builds at the last minute. It's his biggest chance to take you out. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, if people want to continue the conversation, because we've already gone way over, but this has been an awesome chat. What is the best way to connect with you? Alignmentessentials.com. <laughs> if they just go to the website, everything will be there. We would love to offer your listeners a gift. If they, they can just contact us, we can give them free moving meditation. There's so much stuff that we would just love to offer. If any of this resonated, please just, yeah, check out the website and give us a shout. Perfect. Well, Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, this was thanks our so privilege. Much. Thanks for having us, Adam. And thanks for all the work you're doing. It's really powerful. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by Lisa Skinner, best-selling author of Not All Who Wander Need Be Lost. If you're having a difficult time dealing with a friend or family member who's experiencing Alzheimer's disease, then head over to Lisa's blog and her Facebook group by the same name, Not All Who Wander Need Be Lost. Join that group, get in there, ask the questions you need, get the support and go from there.